Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Well, hello, beautiful friend. So tonight we have another Beauty Boss interview, and it's with Mo Hamill. Starting her profession in lashes over 12 years ago, she took a leap into the lash world. In 2012, Mo's love for lashes had grown to begin a successful career. She rented a one-room suite, and after three months of working hard, she created Lash Out and was booked solid. I love that, through word of mouth. And then her lease was up in 2013. She expanded, making Lash Out Friend Woods, which is in Texas, mm -hmm. right? Friendswood. Friend mm -hmm. Very first Lash Studio. And then with four Lash artists she hired, she opened the doors and it quickly became a full service salon. So she offered lashes, hair, massage, makeup, and more. But in 2017, tragically, she lost her home her salon, her vehicles, and Hurricane Harvey. Ay, ay, ay. Wait for it. <laughs> All while caring for a five-month-old son who had just recently come home from the NICU. Ay, ay, ay. And with only one lash artist, she completely rebuilt Lash Out from the ground up. I love a rising story, like rising strong. She reopened Lash Out with hard work and determination. She's busier than ever with a team of five artists. And then you also, after being a seasoned artist, you started Lash Bash, which was created to bring local lash artists together while promoting the community over competition. I love that. And so really creating a support system that didn't exist before. Yeah. And then fast forward to today, again, you're still doing the collabs. You just recently had one in Vegas, yes. right? Lash Bash in Vegas. Vegas and Austin. So how often do we have, or do you host a Lash Bash? So technically, that's what I was figuring out in 2022, because in 2022, it kind of just blew up and people were inviting me to all these different places. And I said yes to everybody at first, not realizing it was something that was wanted so much. And I wish I could do it every month but that's just not possible. Also, I have a five-year-old. I want to be able to spend these years with him. I have a salon. So I think this year's going to be a little off, but in 2024, I'm thinking one every quarter. Nice. I love that. Okay. So welcome. I'm so excited you're here. And I love the journey. I mean, I don't love that you went through the heartache, but I love that it is so real because this is how life is, exactly. right? Like Instagram and all the socials make it look like it's perfect. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Um, it is, like we said, it's, it's, it's a beautiful mess, right? And so I want to just dive into the fears that you had starting something new. Well, first of all, starting over, yeah. right? And then starting something new completely out of the box, yeah. the lash bash, like that concept. You know, it can be hard to try something that no one's ever heard of before. So dive into that. What is the mindset? What, what brought you to that point? 
Honestly, I would say my age has made a huge difference because in my 20s, I was terrified to take a leap to do anything. My husband is a very much jumper. He jumps at every instance to change. He loves change. He thrives in change. And in my 20s and early 30s, that was not me at all. I was very much a, I like a schedule. I like knowing where things are going. I like plans. But he was the one who like pushed me off the ledge to take these opportunities and build a salon. And then after being in the industry for so long, I had a metal thumb joint replacement. So I have had to take a step back from lashing completely. And it's been about a year and a half. And I miss like that interaction with my own team. I don't get to see them daily. I don't have an office at my salon. So all the rooms are booked. So there's nowhere for me to be. And I was really missing connecting with lash people or even just beauty professionals in the industry. And so with Lash Bash, we did one here. And the first one we did was completely free because we didn't think anybody would come. And it just, with that one event, it just skyrocketed. And I didn't realize how many people, like I, I, we did it because I knew I was missing that in the industry. I was missing those connections. I was missing, I mean, I had always missed it since I started lashing because there wasn't a community around when I started lashing, like whatsoever. So I did it purposely for myself, not knowing that so many lash artists were craving that as well. And not only that, it just, it takes you to the next level when you have those like-minded people with you. I feel like, because I've been a solo artist, we get stuck in our one room. We have nobody to communicate with, nobody to troubleshoot business with, to troubleshoot retention, nothing like that. So you kind of feel stuck for a while because you don't have those relationships and those outside influences to be like, dude, it's okay. You got this. Try this. This is what didn't work for me. You know, things like that. And that's why I always tell my girls who work for me, like, I am an open book. Utilize my experience in this industry. Utilize what I've been through. Ask me anything. Because when you don't have those relationships, you do feel stuck and you can get stuck in a rut as well. Oh, I love that. When you were talking, I thought we didn't really fully explain how would you in your elevator pitch describe Lash Bash for those that have like never heard of it, what that yeah. is, what, what is it? What is it? So honestly, it's funny because somebody, I had done like a poll saying, I don't know what I said, but it was a poll and it was like, what do you think of Lash Bash? You know, what can I do to make it better? And somebody said, it's just a party. And I was like, yes, that's exactly right. It is a party for Lash artists only. I've had to even kick my husband out of them. Like he's not allowed to come to the Lash Bash events because I don't want to take away from a lash artist meeting another lash artist because my husband wasted a ticket or a spot. So it's not for significant others. You're not going to, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say you, sh you won't gain anything from somebody's significant other who isn't in the industry and doesn't understand lash extensions, but you're going to gain more value from another lash artist. So that's why I make it exclusive to lash artists only. It is to network. It is to build your community in your local area because that is what a lot of people are missing. And it's just to have fun. Simple yeah. as that. Like, I feel like we, again, we're stuck in that box and we don't make those connections. And at the, one of the recent Lash Bashes, I was overhearing girls like talking about how this girl in this city was going to collaborate with this girl in this city. And then they were going to do a training together. And I'm like, this is what it's about. Like, 
you just need your people to lift you up and you can push each other and collaborate and do things like that. Yeah, I am all about collaborations. That's how I built my beauty business. I still do yeah. that today. I reach out to people all the time. I'm like, let's get together. I just love it so much. I often say, well, you've probably heard the quote, like Tony Robbins says, business is 80% mindset and 20% strategy. And I think it's mindset is like half of your own limiting yeah. beliefs, but also community, right? Community can support yeah. better beliefs. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I totally love that. So, yeah, I love also that just to touch on what you said, like that your husband is a risk taker because it's good to have that yin and yang, yeah, right? For sure. To have for someone sure. that pushes you and says, hey, like you can do this because there's fear when you're starting new things, right? Big time. And okay. like, even if I didn't have my husband, having that community behind me, like with going bigger and lash bash, he was a hundred percent supportive. But had I not had those people in the industry supporting me and going, Mo, you can go harder with this. You can go bigger with this. You can do this. And literally laying it out for me going, why aren't you doing this? I wouldn't have been pushed necessarily to just go with it. Yeah. Because I had those lash people in my ear, you know, saying, this is something that's great. Do it. You know, I had that support. So had I not had that support, I might have been more hesitant to do it as well. Yeah. It's so important. So I love this. So it started just for kind of yourself and like getting other people together. Now tell me how has it evolved? What is it now? So it, <laughs> what can people expect? Yeah. So it's so funny because I'm like, I created this event so I could make connections and network with people. And because I'm the host, I don't get as much time as I want with people. Like, like I want those sit downs and those hour long conversations with you. So a lot of times it happens for me, it happens after lash bash. When I connect with somebody, I'll be like, Hey, you're in the area. Let's go to lunch, you know, things like that. But it has just grown into so much more than that, where I've realized like I can collaborate with big lash brands. I don't have a product to sell. I don't have trainings to sell. I am lash bash a brand, but I don't have anything other to sell than a good time. And connections. Yeah. But connections. Yeah. So it's gotten bigger in the sense that a lot of big lash brands have reached out to me and they want to collaborate with me, which I'm all about collaboration. And they get all the brand recognition for their brand because I don't, again, I don't sell anything. So it doesn't do me any good, you know, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. There's what you're saying is there's nothing on the back end, right? Cause I would say like business is front end, like what you make. And mm -hmm. then back end for a lash business might be your like lifetime value of the customer or back end might be like what you sell after the event or the upsell or type thing for you. There's not a back end, but you know what? Actually, I love the idea that you just said of like partnering with somebody else, because that takes so much pressure. People think that they need to come up with all of yes. the back end. Yeah. And yeah. if you partner, it's like you get a percentage or you get some benefit without a lot of the stress. Without doing it all by yourself. And big brands are looking, I'm, and again, I'm new to this, so I'm learning myself and they do a lot of PR events themselves. So this is, it's just worked out perfect because it's a brand who's putting themselves out there. They get the recognition and then I'm collaborating with them. So they literally, they can have all the recognition they want. They can be on every signage, on the lanyards, on the bags. I don't care, I'm not picky in that sense, but it's worked well in that sense because brands are trying to get themselves out there. And I don't mind. So good. I get 
for me, it's a good collaboration. It balances itself out really well. Yeah. So the journey has evolved and of course it's going to continue to evolve. Like what do you see happening in the future? Or obviously you needed to kind of like manage your time, yes. you know, and your energy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying um, to figure out. Just because like after the Vegas lash bash and it was Vegas and I did go hard for two days straight. I mean, I wasn't partying hard for two days straight, but I was doing a lot of things for two days straight. And the day after I literally was like, I'm dead. I stayed in the hotel room till eight o'clock at night, like in bed, couldn't do anything because it takes a lot out of you. Just the little things that go on behind the scenes. Like I'm constantly in my emails, constantly in my DMs, constantly in connection with people, which that is the bonus part is I do get to build these connections with small brands, big brands, lash artists who are like, Hey, I have a question, you know, I'm scared to go by myself. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, so many people are coming by themselves. You will come in alone, but you will not leave alone. You will have a group of friends that you made. So yeah, it's getting a lot bigger than I expected really fast. Hopefully I will be going to London at the end of the year. <laughs> um, we have Hawaii in the talks right now. We are trying to finalize that for the summer. I have New York in May and then a lash social in Laguna Beach. So I'm doing like East Coast, West Coast, like back to back. But yeah, I mean, my goal is to take it worldwide. So if that works, it works. Yeah, so good. And Laguna is actually, it's like 15 minutes from me. Okay, so see, now you have to come to that one. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. I don't know if you know, but I did lashes for a brief time, but I was not so good at it. So I just stuck to the esthetician stuff and permanent makeup stuff and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay, so my next question for you is, and I love your bio because it kind of answered some of this, yeah. but... No, no, no. It's, it's good. It, it tells the journey, right? It tells the story. Like, so what unexpected challenges have you run into or things that you've dealt with when not only creating your own business, you could, you could probably address a lot with that, but also creating this new concept, like what challenges did you have? So for this one, a lot of it was putting myself out there. Honestly, like the year before in 2021, I was like, I'm just going to put myself out there and put my feelers out there and see if this is something that we can create. And I literally went to every lash event. I made those connections with the people I wanted to make connections with. And that was hard to get out of my shell because I'm not usually that person who's like, let me show up. Let me, you know, do I love it? Yes. But I have a five-year-old. So it's not easy to always travel everywhere you want to go to every lash event. Yeah. So big part of that was pushing myself out of my comfort zone and just going. And my husband was, again, super supportive. And he was like, I'll hold down the front. You go get out there and put your face in front of people. And now he can see it come full circle. He's like, holy moly, this is what it created. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But even with opening a lash salon, you just don't know what's going to happen. You have to. I'm a very much a planner. I like to have my ducks in a row. After losing everything in the hurricane, there were days where I was like, I probably won't open. This is it. It's probably, it's been a good five years. Probably mm. not going to work. And I literally just kept telling God, like, you tell me which way I'm going. Because I have no clue. I had a sick child at home. Didn't have a home. And I didn't know which way we were going. But literally, my salon phone rang while we were still underwater. I had a cell phone. And it was like four days after the hurricane the salon still had five feet of water and somebody called and was like, Hey, I want to get my lashes done. And I was like, um, ma'am, we're underwater. Like she lived a city over. So she didn't live that far. 
And I was like, where's oh my the God. water? And she's like, oh man, I don't have my scuba gear. And it's like, <laughs> I love you for being that committed. <laughs> we're close. Oh and God. so the people just kept calling. And I was like, okay, this is my sign to rebuild. And luckily a doctor who owns a med spa in the community reached out to me she actually was a client of ours and she had an extra room and so we just it was like one by one and i just one foot in front of the other like okay wherever i'm going just keep guiding me and taking me because at that point i didn't know i you know it was like i don't have a home to live in i don't have a salon to work out of what do you do Whoa, i love <laughs> Testament. I mean, what a story. First of all, can we just stop and and just highlight the fact that you said, for anybody that missed it, and it's multitasking, she said, just showing up. I think there are so many beauty businesses, like they have the skills, they have the service, the customer service, they know it, but they are just afraid of showing up. And you cannot be the best kept secret. I don't think that's ever been the case, but definitely in 2023, you have to be seen and it has to be this where people see you to trust you to connect with you to pay you to all the things like to appreciate you like it has to be your point of view your perspective your education your you know educating them i mean it has to be so much but you have to show up Mm -hmm. so i love that you push past it and that you were just honest because we all have those fears we all have that imposter syndrome and you know like the chatter like the mean girl chatter that happens in our heads sometimes so you showed up you did it. And I also love that you just said, and you highlighted for anybody that needs to hear it, just like one step at a time. Like you don't know the whole journey, no. but just like, I'm just going to move forward in faith. Just one step at a time. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So the unexpected, sorry, I'm a big Go person ahead. who like looks into the future too much. You know, I stress and have anxiety about the future. So a big thing that has helped me is just like focusing on that day. What, what are you doing today? What are you doing to put yourself out there? What are you doing to put to show up to do your business to do whatever? What are you doing in that one day to just get you one step forward? Yeah, so good. So you faced, I mean, not only the challenge of losing your business, being underwater, <laughs> figuring out a new place to operate, you have a little baby. I mean, those are some serious challenges, right? I think any one of those things would make somebody be like, that's I'm it. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm done. Like, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, I can believe it. So, okay. My next question is what would you tell others that feel like they're kind of stuck because the economy, like the reality is that we're in a time, you know, I, I don't want to label it recession or whatever, but there, it's a, it's a slowdown. And so, you know, the beauty industry can be, for a lot of people, it can be a nice to have. And if you become a nice to have, if you become a non-essential, your business is going to really take a hit, right? And so I think there's some marketing and some messaging that needs to happen where you kind of create that demand. But what advice would you have to somebody that is feeling that stuck, feeling that challenge right now? Honestly, for me, talking with other lash artists and knowing that I'm not alone in it, that's number one. Like my girls will come to me and be like, hey, it's kind of a slow week, is that normal? And I'll talk to my other friend who's a salon owner or works for themselves and they'll say, hey, are y'all having a slow week? And it kind of just lets you know like, hey, we're all in this together, you're not alone. When you have a slow week, you're not the only one having a slow week. And if you are at a high, somebody else might be having a slow week. The beauty industry is always a wave. It's, it comes high, it comes low. It's, and I've learned that in being in it for so long that there are always going to be highs 
and busy, crazy times, and there are always going to be slow times. It just is what it is. And I learned to accept it a long time ago. Of course, my girls sometimes don't understand that. You know, when you're new to the industry, you're like, I'm hungry. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, okay, start posting. Yeah. Start, you know, putting yourself out there. Let me see your face on Instagram. Let me see you talking about your services and what product, you know, it's just those little things that you have to do to step out of it and realize that you're not alone. Anytime somebody is slow, I'm like, this is normal. It's part yeah. of the industry. We are in the beauty industry. So it is always going to go up and down, but also like always reevaluate what you're doing. What were you doing that made you be slow? Maybe you weren't marketing as much last week. My girls, all my girls know when they don't post, they're slow. The moment they start posting, I'm like, it's like simple math. You get regular at posting in this area and people start seeing your posts and your books start filling up. That's what's been working with us, which I love seeing it that simply put because not all the time is it that simply put. There have been months where I've advertised and put myself out there on social media and I've gotten nothing from it. But staying consistent with it and showing up and not giving up is a big part of it too. Yeah, being that top of mind, being present, because sometimes people just need a reminder. They just need to see you. And I think that we talk about consistency a lot in marketing, right? Like you have to be consistent and it kind of gets like a, yeah, yeah, I've heard it before, but, but it's true. Yeah. And you have to be consistent with valuable content. Yes. Right. Yes. You can't just put, I don't even know, just floppy. You know, every once in a while I'll put something funny because sometimes I just need a good laugh. But yeah you do have to put valuable content out there, especially for if you're trying to make money off people. But I know like my followers have been with us for a long time, so I can put something funny out there and they'll get it. But your most of your stuff should be consistent in giving valuable information as to what your services that you provide and why somebody would want to book with you. Yeah. And so is your marketing strategy where you have your team promote themselves or you have one page where everybody posts on that or what is your overall, how does that look? So I have the salon page on Instagram and then they all have their own little pages that say they work for Lash Out. So they'll have Lash Out in their name. My girls don't love to market themselves. They hate Instagram. And I just constantly am like, start posting and see what happens. And I have a prime example. One of my girls, she is killer at posting. Like her, she's really good at her posts. They're intentional. They have good content, good pictures. And every time she posts, her books start filling up. I'm like, you guys, the proof is in the pudding. I don't know what to tell y'all. I can market as much as I can, but there are those people who aren't following me who are following you. And all you had to do is post and it would have got them in the door. So yeah, yeah I, my girl, I, I, my girls are spoiled. I do all the marketing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the part that people don't like because I think that we're taught like one, we don't like talking about ourselves or, you know, things like that. Are hashtags still relevant when you post? Do you want so to answer that? I've and then I'll... heard that they're not anymore, but I know every different person says yes, no, yes, no. What I've heard recently is like five to 10 hashtags that make them legit about that picture. Like if you hashtag skinny girl in a lash picture, you might get flagged because that obviously doesn't go with your lashes, but the most that I've heard recently is five to 10 hashtags. And I also heard that they were getting away from hashtags. So, yeah, I 
I think that Instagram is always changing their strategy now more than ever, but for a long time, that's how people used to search things. And people rarely search that way anymore. It's just, just have the customer experience has just evolved. We have so much coming at us. And so now Instagram has changed the algorithm where they're showing you things that they think that you might like based on other things that you've liked. That's a new thing that they're doing, but what they're showing you is reels. So if you're not doing reels, reels are um, going to be your free advertisement, right? So if you're not doing reels, then you're really not getting exposed to any new audience. I think that the hashtags are working a little bit. Like I would definitely, there's no harm in not in, in, you know, doing it. But I would say with your hashtags, just to make them very specific. So for example, not just saying like lash extensions or lash artist, make sure you're putting at your city right in your town. So make sure that it is located in that area. Cause when people do search things and if it comes up in other places, it comes up with your location in that way. So that's where I would say to be specific with your hashtags. I don't know if you heard Instagram just said that they're coming out with communities now, (laughs) all of these changes and then the verification, the membership. Yes. So much like I'm trying to keep up and I'm just like, let me just keep, posting some videos and reels at this point. I'm trying to keep up, but I know they've also said like when they introduce new features, the people who use them right away are the ones who get seen more. So if you hear of a new feature on Instagram, jump on it. You know, like I feel like the, what was, what's the, is it notes in the messages? Yes. Where people pop up in your DMs up top. I know I had read an article and it was like, jump on those new releases when Instagram releases them and you get them on your account because they start pushing it. And it's also you giving them feedback on if it's working or not. Yeah. Anytime they have something new, that's why reels took off at the beginning. Right. And they want to know that you're utilizing it and they're going to promote you promoting it. So for sure. Yeah. So good. Okay. So when is the next slash bash? May 6th in New York. Oh, that's right. You said that New York. And then what, what was the date for the, the Laguna one? Yes, that one is, I think it's on the feed, but yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. Great. But for everybody else, what was the, the date they can mark it on their calendar? May 6th for New York and then June 11th for Laguna Beach. Nice. So good. Okay. And so I just love this journey. I love this story <laughs> of like triumph and like overcoming and not giving up and building the dream and then trying something new and creating this whole new space and all of the beautiful things that come from this collaboration. So kudos to you for putting all that together. (laughs) Any final words of wisdom that you would have? Anything that anything you want to share with everyone? I think my biggest thing and this just comes with the lash bash, like put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Reach out to those people in the DMs. And I think this is just something that I've had with me. Like when Instagram first started, that was my way to connect with other lash artists. And I remember DMing them, you know, like they'd be in Dallas or they'd be here because they were few and far between. So nobody was in my city. But just that simple message of, hey, girl, I see you and you're killing it. Or, hey, welcome to the journey. You know, I just feel like we should all be lifting each other up. Or even if there's... It's funny because people come up to me at Lash Bash and they'll be like, oh my God, you're special guests. I want to get a picture with them or I want to say hi, but I'm too nervous. You know what? They're people too. Yes. And you're just 
DM them or add a lash bash. I'm like, here, let me introduce you. They're just people. They're just like you and I. So the only way to get further is to put yourself out there. And that's been a big part of my journey is just putting myself out there, showing up and, you know, making sure I'm happy with what I'm doing. Because if you're putting yourself out there and you're hating every moment of it, then maybe that's not for you. I think we should all be making those behind the scene connections. And what I love is when people are like, I've been friends with her on Instagram for 10 years and I finally get to meet her. Like, that's my favorite. Like I have friendships like that too, where we've been in the DMs constantly messaging each other. And then you finally get to meet in person and have that real conversation. And it's, it's just completely game changer. And then you have that person as your support system too. I think a lot yeah. of people need to stop being so scared to reach out to each other. It shouldn't be, yes. it shouldn't be a competition. That's what Lash Bash is. It's community over competition. I mean, when somebody moved right down the street from my salon, I DM'd her. I said, welcome to the city. Let's go have lunch. Yes. Simple as that. It's so good. It's so, yeah. I mean, you just never know what's going to come out of these friendships. You never know what's going to come out of these collaborations yeah. and how it's going to grow. And I think we get all up in our head about rejection or quote, bothering someone mm -hmm. or just all of the things. And it, it really doesn't hurt to just reach out and say, hi, yeah. hello. Yeah. You know, and you will yeah. always be rejected if you don't put yourself out there, period, because you're rejecting yourself in your own head. You're not putting yourself yeah. out there to receive anything because you're like, oh, they're going to reject me. So I better not do that. Yeah. You're shooting yourself short. Totally. What's that quote? It's like, a, it's a hundred percent no's for all the chances you don't take. Right. Exactly. So there might be a yes or a maybe. And I also, when I always talk to our students about reaching out for collaborations, whether it's with other industry professionals yeah. or, you know, co-industry professionals, or even like dermatologists or, you know, med spas to say, like, lead with generosity, like lead with a give, like lead with how can I serve you or how can we help each other? Yeah. And that way it won't feel icky because you're yeah. just leading with a give. Exactly. Like if you're going to approach someone about a collaboration, what are they going to get out of it? You can't just randomly approach someone and be like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And you're the only one who benefits from it. It's got to be a win-win for both of you. It's got to be something for them as well. But just like you said, you don't want to just slide into someone's DM and start asking for something for free. That's not how it works. It's just yeah. like your customer relationships. You start being a friend first. You start, you, and you also don't just go to somebody who you don't know anything about them. You know, like I would never go to a med spa, not know a single service that they did, not know anything about them and just be like, hey, can you do this collaboration with me? Yeah. Do your homework about them, know a little bit about them. Because to them, that's going to feel more genuine too. And not only that, but you could get into some partnerships or collaborations where you were like, wait, this, that this is not, not what I thought it was. Yeah, not what I thought it was going to be yeah. or just, yeah, things that you do. And like, not every partnership is a great partnership, no, right? You know, and so. That. And that's okay yeah. too, just because you don't yeah. have to say your first partnership doesn't go well. Don't let that defeat you. Yeah. Like reaching out, keep the wheel turning, keep collabing with people. I mean, the biggest thing I think for 2023 is all these collaborations. I, I love seeing all the collaborations. I love seeing huge lash brands come together and collaborate instead of looking at each other like competition. I love seeing lash artists in the same city who do trainings come together and be like, hey, you want to do a training together? I mean, so many opportunities come from collaborating with each other. And it doesn't matter how big or small you are. Yes.
Yes. Oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. It's so good. Yeah. And so true. Like, don't have that scarcity mindset. Just think of all of the good that could come from it and all of the possibilities and all of the opportunities for both of you. Really, these are things that come together. So, so good. Mo, I just love it. I love your story. I love you, your generosity, your heart, and that you're an open book. Where can people find you? Where can we keep in contact with you? So my personal account, Lash account is Lash Lava, L-A-S-H-L-U-V-A. Had to think about that one. <laughs> and then uh, for Lash Bash, Lash Bash Official. And then the website is on there and you can see upcoming events, things like that. If you want to be a part of them, if you want to be in the swag bags, if you're a brand, if you're trying to promote your trainings, like I feel like with Lash Bash, it is a, nobody is excluded. Like I am there to help like I've had a lot of small brands reach out to me and they're like, thank you for opening this up for us to get ourselves out there. And so like, I'm not looking for the number one lash brand in the world to be in my bags. I know that sounds horrible and I should be, but it is truly about everybody. It is not a competition thing on who gets to be in the bags. It is about everybody being included. Same for lash artists. All lash artists are included too. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. So thank you, Mo. Thank you for all of this. And I know people will reach out to you. This will be on our podcast. So the podcast listeners will be able to connect with you and find you at the upcoming Lash Bash. And I know this is just like the baby. It's just a start. It's just going to grow and evolve. And oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited too. I'm excited to see where this takes me. And it's funny because this is way TMI, but like, the start of Lash Bash growing, my husband was like, okay, so you're going to make it a business, right? You know, he was like the one pushing me. And I was like, yes. And it'll pay for our son to go to private school. So like, that's been my goal. I'm like, okay, can I pay for private school? That stuff is not cheap. And no. being a first time mom and only child, I'm like, okay, what can I give my child? So yeah, it's just, you know, it's a learning experience for me. And I'm by no means a vet at this. I have become a an event planner and I'm learning as I go. And it's exciting. It, it invigorates me being around people in the industry really just feed my soul. And so. Yes. Motivated by a deeper purpose, a bigger why. I yes. love it. Yes. So good. Thank you for taking this time to share all your wisdom and we look forward to watching this journey. So, so yes. good. And I hope to meet you at the Laguna one yeah. in person. I'll be there. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'll be there. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye, Mo. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.